welcome to episode 26 of the aroundtable.ca podcast. I am I am joined by our regulars, myself, Corporate Gamer, also known as Phil, and my brother Dino, and our good friends Steven and Johnny, or Gio. Hey. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Living the dream. Living the Oh my god. Oh, hey, hey, hey! That You're stealing your But line. is the struggle real? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Food for thought. Or wine Next for thought. Next time on <laughs> We will advise that we have we are under the influence for this podcast. We have uh, been drinking wine. Minor, uh, minor influence. Minor influence, yes. I like the Italian guys. I love you guys. Welcome to the around table. I see it. This table is rectangular. <laughs> and uh, and scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this week we have uh, a few topics that we'd like to to get to. Uh, we're going to start with our entertainment news, featuring our my brother Dino. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, so you could find these uh, headlines on our uh, Facebook feed. Um, this is what uh, stood out the most uh, in the last week or so. So, first, uh, first of all, the, the Hollywood Vampires' new album will be called Rise, and they just released their new single, "Who Is Laughing Now," and actually, it sounds pretty good. Actually, what do you think, Steve? I heard the song. I I thought it was okay. I'm I have to listen to it again. I like their first album a whole lot better from what I heard. Uh, this one seems all right. It's catchy. Uh, I love Alice Cooper. You can do no wrong for me. Um, it's good. I think I have to listen to it a couple more times. He can still give a wicked show. Yeah, he's great. At his age. He's old school. He, he knows he's got to put on a you good know, show. I, I have he's like to, McCartney and stuff. He's, he's I have to admit, the, the older guys, like we went, I know with Dino, we went to see Def Leppard. Um, I went to see Alice Cooper. He was the opening act for Iron Maiden. Yeah. The Iron Maiden part sucked. <laughs> but not because Ooh, I don't like Iron don't Maiden. Be blunt. But it's not because Iron Maiden's not good. The sound check was horrible. Like okay. it was, it was just a bunch of noise coming at me, and I couldn't, we couldn't make out what the hell they were playing. Okay. Um, we we left halfway through a show, uh, but Alice Cooper, he gave an hour an hour fifteen minutes sure. show, like for as an opening act, plays played his top ten, top ten fifteen greatest hits, knocked it out of the park. If that would have been the concert, I would have had my like it would have been amazing. Like it was so super amazing. So he he can still he can still rock, and he's getting up there in age. I don't know how old he is, but he's, he's getting up there. Seventy something. He's getting up there. Oh, early seventies, probably. All right. So this our second the second um, thing that stood out this week was that it was announced that there would be a, a Soprano prequel uh, in the works uh, that should be released in September twenty twenty. So I think that will be pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Who's, oh, what, what is it about? Who's it's, it about? It's about how is rise to fame essentially. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, how they started off basically. Oh, lead, okay. it's, okay. it's supposed to lead into the the, the series. I thought okay. they'd be on the park and they'll talk. About, so how you doing? How you well, they can, doing? Well, they can bring how back the original doing? cast. <laughs> well, He's dead. Tony yeah, is dead. Original, you know? Yeah. But how is he doing? <laughs> Sopranos. Money's uh, he's swimming with the fishies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah, if, uh, like it, 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 it's one of the more you know. If a lot of people you ask them what their top TV shows of all time is, 
um, especially on cable, they would probably a lot of people would say Sopranos. Well, look, that's what I heard on the radio, okay? And you're talking about the what's it called the uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. 70, million do- 70 million viewers. People are like, oh my god, wow, great number. Because no, the Soprano went to 22 million. Yeah, but you can't really gauge. Because, well, you, can't, you can't compare the same. But it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, like 22 million in those days. Okay, of course, there's less channels, there's less shows and all that. But 22 million in Sopranos. Yeah, now. but there's a lot of... The, the, the times have changed. So the problem with Game of Thrones, and they've, they've, been, they've been victim of this, is because there's a lot of pirating. There's been... Uh, throughout the, yeah. all the seasons, there's been a lot of leaked episodes. and Yeah, that's people, where the money is. Getting where you know, getting the the you know, downloading illegally yeah. the versions of the episodes, they've been victim of that. I'm not personally. I know I'm against the grain on this one. I'm not a big fan of Game of Thrones. I stopped that game. I, I stopped that season two. It's just like there was random nudeness, which was like out of nowhere. It's like everything was either nude, having sex, and then there was a random killing. That's basically Game of Thrones for me. And I I didn't really the Sopranos in medieval times. No? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was—I'm not a big fan. However, they have a huge following, right? It's—it's it's a you know everybody knows Game of Thrones. Like Sunday was the premiere, uh, as a recording of this podcast, um, and everybody like I know was looking into it. And some of them are waiting till the end of the season, so they watch it and, and they binge watch it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but a lot of people would say Sopranos is up there in terms of you know I personally put The Wire up there as well. As, one, very of, good, yeah, as sure. one of the best ones, best five seasons for me, quality wise, it's consistent. Yeah, best five, um, but a lot of people would put Sopranos. So this is gonna be pretty, pretty popular. I just hope it's not a cash grab, in a sense that they're banking on the Soprano name and they're doing a subpar product. There's probably a bit of both. On yeah, a bit of both. But I mean, I look, it's how many years has it been the Sopranos been off the air now? Ten. Over 10 years. Ten years? So it's not like, if, I mean, if it would have done it a year later, then I said it's a cash grab. But it's it's been 10 years. But you know, these, these TV show, a lot of them are doing all these remakes. Uh, not remakes, reboot, whatever. Reboot it was Anne. Then it was Will and Grace. Yeah. And then I heard maybe Smallville. And they're, they're all because because I think they're running out, like we're talking about once where Hollywood's running out of ideas. Well, it always existed. But it's not much, the but fact that they're running out of ideas. The problem is, is it's, it's easier the, to redo something. It's, if it's, it's a hit once, ha, it's a hit again, right? No, well, they, have, they already have a franchise, uh, they already have a fan base. Fan base, yeah. So I'm the one that actually often says that they're running out of ideas. But in retrospect, it's not really the fact that they're running out of ideas. It's more of them. It's the corporate company. It's the corporate the corporate environment. the The main idea of the corporation is to make money. What yeah. are they going to do? They're going to go with a surefire thing instead of taking risks. Yeah. Whereas before, I felt like companies would take a 50-50 chance on something. Yeah. Now it's more of an eighty twenty model or ninety ten model, where the risk factor is very small, and the risks that they do take are almost guaranteed to make money in a certain way. Yeah. So there's right. not a lot of risks. Like, um, I thought the future, and I've, sa- I've said this on, on other podcasts as well, uh, the future would be what uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy was, where it was crowdfunded, they did a bunch of online videos, and that would lead towards a movie eventually. That never materialized and never happened. But I thought that was going to be like a wave of the future to get away from the corporate the corporate type of environment and it never kind of got to that you still have the the, the big companies that still pump in the big dollars and since we're pumping in the big dollars we're going to go for something that's guaranteed 
Roseanne, and you can't argue that model. Roseanne's been popular, regardless of the controversy, the controversy yeah. surrounding that. And the the second season was wasn't as popular, but nobody can deny the first season was very was very popular. Yeah, you know yeah. it was constantly number one in its time slot. You have Will and Grace that's still on TV. They renewed it. Uh, how long is it before they create a Seinfeld reunion? Until they redo some kind of TV movie for it, um, it it works. Yeah. And uh, yeah, X-Files, they did yeah, two Mag- years of X Files. X Files yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not something that's you know yeah we poo poo the ideas because we're we're thinking oh they're not reinventing the wheel we want new fresh ideas, but people like it. Um, and it's not something that's new. Um, actually, um, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. But um, I've been watching Hunter on Amazon. And I started looking up like Wikipedia page just to get like an idea. But let's tell, tell the people what, what, what year Hunter's came yeah. Well, no. Okay, so it came out in 1984. There you go. But, people were like, oh, it's a new show. <laughs> no, no. So Hunter's an old show from the 80s. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, but the idea is that it lasted till 2003. It rebooted at one point with yeah. the same actors. And it just never picked up. But it kind of—it's not something that's new. It's just that I guess with multimedia, with uh, with uh, uh, the the you know social media now, we kind of are more more prone to see what's being remade and what's being made, and yeah. we get alerts and everything. Um, it just—I find a lot of stuff is regurgitated. It's old stuff that you—it's like returning with the eighteen, like they rebooted eighteen. They redid the movie. Well, even Magnum PI. Magnum PI. They redone it. Hawaii Five-O. Uh, and it's still on. It's been on for yeah, a while. That, but that's disgusting. I I'm, not, I'm not a fan there. But... Um, and Maul MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, and although I will say that I gave it a horrible reading for the first season, it was, it got better in the second season. I don't know how. Oh, it does happen sometimes, though, to get better sometimes. Well, the thing is, they gave. And I'm the first one to say um, um, a TV show, you have to give it more than a year. Yeah. Because you can't build, like, yeah, there's some shows that become an instant success and it's great. But I think they made a lot of mistakes for MacGyver in the first season where they brought back a lot of nuanced things from the original show. Instead of Pete Thornton, it was Patricia Thornton. And she was the head of the Phoenix Foundation. And, you know, um, they brought in a bunch of different characters. But sometimes they do that to say, look, it's based on the old... Old MacGyver, but it's a lot of couple things. Like, 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 for example, like Magnum PI. Hagen is, is a woman now. Yeah. And, and she's more active. Yeah, and she's more active. She's a, a, a MI uh, British agent. And then Hagen's, uh, not the, the owner, master, or whatever, yeah. it is really an an owner. While Hagen's before, he was really the, the big boss. You know? So they're changing certain things. Look, how you see Magnum PI, the original series? This one here is based on it, but it's not. That's that's all it is. Everything else is different. So maybe that's what they do. They try to give you a curveball, saying it won't be a, exactly like the original series. Well, the same the same thing. You can say the same thing about Knight Rider when you rebooted Knight Rider. Oh my God! I when I seen that, I couldn't take it. I had to close the TV as soon as I can. But the it wasn't was, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't, it just, bad, it wasn't bad. It's just that that the the image that you had of Kit and and Michael Michael Knight, they made it way too futuristic. Like the car was insane. Like the, the and I knew they had to do that, right? Because yeah. Kit in the eighties did stuff that was impossible. It was like 
the angle camera angles they would take it would, yeah. it would, it would, it would be possible <laughs> the acting was shoddy at best these I, I you know as much as you can say David Hasselhoff may be a good actor in that show he wasn't great yeah but then again he was given whatever script it is and it's yeah. surprising it lasted as long as it did it lasted four seasons um, four or five seasons um, I think when the 80s were desperate <laughs> well, we didn't know any better but no, no but I think at the time it, lighthearted entertainment it was light yeah it was quality entertainment yeah, that, for the that TV. Was, I think that was the entertainment of that time yeah, and yeah. sometimes when I when I go back and see the shows, I'm like, oh my god, was I that was I that stupid and lame? Look, the Dukes of Hazzard is another one. Oh yeah, it's a, I mean it's not a bad show, but it's the it same is. formula yeah. from one week to the next. Murder <laughs> she wrote. <laughs> one. How stupid can these cops be? You know, like, but at the same time, <laughs> you know what I meant. Rascal, Pico train, Rascal, train. But at the same time, like even. Um, I'm sure if, um, our listeners would, would kind of if they if they go to the website they'll they'll notice we do have, we have a retro TV segment that we do as well and I recently I I, um, I reviewed the Equalizer and I because I wa- the reason why I reviewed the TV show it's because I actually watched the movies the first movie I found was horrible the second movie was better still not to snuff and I looked at some episodes that were on YouTube from the original show. And and I understand what they tried to do with Denzel Washington. They tried to make the character cool. You know, an old CIA guy that's cool, that doesn't lose anything. But the original show, the guy was a British agent that used to lose his cool all the fucking time. <laughs> like, literally, he used to go see the, the... He used to beat the shit out of, <laughs> out, of the, out of the villain, right? For every particular show. The vibe was different. But it was the 1980s. But for me, was it a great show? Production-wise, Maybe not the best show in the world, but for me, it's a nostalgia thing. I used to watch it with my brother when I was younger, or even my dad, when he used to play it on A&E at 6 o'clock every night. And every night you had a different show, and they used to play the whole series. Um, so there's a lot of nostalgia that goes into that. And that's where they go, that's where they want to go get in the new shows, when they reboot something. They're trying to pull the old heartstrings while bringing in a new audience. Mm. But the thing is, the old audience is always going to compare it to the original. Yeah. No matter what the fuck you do, even if you try to appease, if you try to appease the well, it's special goals. Damn if you do and damn if you don't. Exactly, right? but there's a way of doing it. So, like MacGyver, in a way, would have been cool if there would have been a passing of the torch, in a sense that it's, yeah. obviously Richard Dean Anderson is doesn't want to be involved with the show altogether. He's been on the record, saying he hates the show, like with a passion, yeah, because it doesn't have the spirit of the original show and blah blah blah. But if they would have done it properly, this would be the kid of MacGyver. So you could have a pilot episode, a two-parter, old school style, where you introduce like it's MacGyver introduces this kid. They, torch, yeah. They did a better job in what was the Super Bowl commercial where they did the, the they did that uh, that miniseries. With Richard E. Nansen as MacGyver, and with his kid, and he was trying to repair, like he's a repairman, like he's retired, but then something happens, and he ends up being whatever. Oh god, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, crazy. That was a Super Bowl. Yeah. That was a Super Bowl okay, commercial. That's vintage stuff. No, no, no. This was like mid two thousands. Yeah, this was mid two thousands where he came back as MacGyver with his old his old shirt, his old jacket, and stuff like that. Like in the mid two thousands, and he he's on a job. He's a repairman now. He's like a regular Joe, just repairing 
is an electrician, and he brought he brought his kid along, and something happens. A typical MacGyver, basically, it's a MacGyver episode, but in a span of five minutes, okay. instead of being an hour. Okay. Where there's a situation that happens, he has to save his daughter, and then they end up, you know, whatever. But that was better, a better setup to the TV show, like a reboot, than the actual reboot. The reboot tried to appeal to the original, and what I like about the second season is that they stopped appealing to the original they tried to do their own thing so you kind of forget that macgyver existed before or there's original show they so kind they, of did their own they thing. got smart well they adapted well because it was also like the steven we're talking about james bond the reason was james bond not like was going was when they, they re, re, restarted redoing the, the new way with what's the name the daniel new, craig daniel craig it's like wow okay james bond's getting more james jason born kind of mixed with james bond then after people were crying, oh my God, it's not like the James Bond original, and they and they went the opposite of MacGyver. They went try to go back the way James Bond was, and for me, James Bond was disgusting. It was it was it was going worse and worse and worse, and Mission Impossible getting better and better and better. You know what? You can give you can say anything you want about Tom Cruise. He's amazing. Regardless of what you you know, yeah, regardless of Scientology, yeah. he entertains you. For, for, forget about his personal stuff, whatever it is. That's his personal stuff. In terms of movie bankability, yeah, he had a few flops here and there. Yeah. Like the Mummy was horrible, yeah. but it wasn't really his fault. Really, yeah. the show, the, the 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 not the show, but the movie itself was horrible. Well, the Mummy was reasonable. It, it, it was a bit too Hollywood. It, it was okay. Yeah, it's it. It was okay. It was yeah, it, but it was. A, it, it was a, I wouldn't even. Cons- it's better than a B movie. Yeah, yeah, but that's because they had a bunch of movies. Yeah, <laughs> but but you don't pay fifteen dollars for that movie. That's for sure. You start crying. You, you, <laughs> just it's, let, let's just say that it's, it's that director. Uh, he's he's friends with J.J. Abrams. I forgot his. I forgot the director's name. But he's either he gets he gets it or he doesn't. And with the Mummy, he didn't get it. And I, I thought Tom Cruise was good in it. I again, it was an interesting idea for him to tackle that, but. The director kind of dropped the ball, I think, on the. And also in there, they, they made Tom Cruise back to the Tom Cruise part. Like, I didn't like him as much. No, he played an a hole in the beginning. He's just he's there for for himself it to was... get rich. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Yeah, I know. That's what I liked about it. He just he wasn't like uh, hey, Mission Impossible. He's a he's a he's a good guy. This one, he's he's doing a good guy at the end because he has no fucking choice. He wants to live, but he's he's just an a hole. Yeah. He's an angel, but all, all things considered, it was very popular apparently in China. They yeah. made the the money the money for the mummy made, made they, it back they, to the China. Re, the reason why they made it to par, yeah, is because of China. Yeah, in North America it was a flop. In Canada it was a flop. Yeah, um, in Europe it was a flop, but in China they love Tom Cruise. But but I think they they couldn't take him in that genre. I think he has a hard time. Because even sci-fi, what's that? Uh, what's that movie? Oh. That he where he keeps repeating time there. I yeah, love yeah. that movie, um, Live, Die, Repeat. It's called um, no. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. That is a great movie, yeah. and it did, and it didn't do as well. And it's, no. It, it, they're doing a sequel. I mean, enough to do a sequel, but it's not considered a blockbuster. But it's well done, and it's, it's a it really good... good it was a good I movie. think it's an underground classic hit. No, it is. Well, I was watching once on the internet, and they were saying some movies that they bombed in the cinema... They come in cult classics now. Yeah. So well, that's the way. Like uh, what's called uh, John Carter of the from Mars. Yeah. Now it's becoming a cult classic. 
Well, that's always existed, right? You yeah. have like movies that come out, like look, uh, Hellboy's going to be a cult classic, the new one. Look, I mean, it bombed in the theater, but because of the fan base of the comic the, books, the, the earliest version I know of that that existed, as far as I know, is um, the Christmas movie, um, the one with uh, James Stewart. It's a wonderful oh, life. Yeah, beautiful life. Wonderful that life. was a massive flop. No. Yeah. 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 It was a financial flop yeah. when it came in. It, it actually made negative amount of money, yeah. but. It's become a classic with the years. It's become yeah. like a, a cult it's classic. A where it's a Christmas. You have a, to watch it. It's one of those. What's the other one for Halloween? The horror show? No, it's got oh, the horror, horror, horror picture, picture show. show. That's another one. Yeah, it's a flop. It, was, yeah, it, was it a wasn't. Flop. It wasn't super popular. But you no. have people that reenact or they go watch the movies. Yeah. Like they have showings. Yes, at cities yeah. in North America yeah. where they have like they dress up as. Yeah, we still. I still find I have a hard time watching that that movie. I watched I, it once. I watched and, it once. It was good. Yeah, exactly. It's it was enough. enough for me to go to but the theater. But you have to be into it. It's like me and Army of Darkness. I love Army of Darkness. Which, by the way, is a review that's coming soon, right? Or is it? I think it's coming out. It's coming it, out this week, I think. Out, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that <laughs> one is a cult classic for me. I, I went to the theater and I think I, I literally wet, I pissed my pants laughing at the one-liners from Bruce Campbell. I still think that's, it's one of the best B-movies of all time. But it went under the radar. But still, people there's websites dedicated to well, this thing. Well, they came out with a series now. Yeah, they came out with a series, and I love the series. But there's websites dedicated just they forget the first two Evil Dead's, and they're focusing on this. I mean, it it, it struck a nerve with somebody, but it was a blockbuster. It, it, it failed at the box office, but you know. So so much for the Soprano prequel. <laughs> 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 how do we start all this? Yeah, how do we got to this? Yeah. Okay, so basically we start. So let's look. Six degrees of separation. separation. We went from Soprano <laughs> prequel to Army of Darkness. To Army of Darkness. Please fill in the gaps. <laughs> all right. So our third uh, entertainment news uh, that st- stood out was uh, Georgia An- An- Angel, that uh, known for a role of Georgette Franklin. Uh, on the Mary Tyler Moore, she passed away uh, at seventy this week. I don't think uh, most people people will, will know about that, but hey, no. maybe our you know our elder our senior I vaguely remember that yeah, show. Yeah, it's it's the gate your grandparents. Uh, and then the last but not least, the Disney is developing a, a Hawkeye series starring Jeremy Renner with the young trainee Kate Bishop, uh, and they they hint at that TV show. Uh, uh, during the tra- if you look at the trailer of the Avengers Endgame, you'll see a hint of it. It's part of that trailer. Well, I heard that uh, Disney that they're doing a lot of uh, Marvel uh, TV series. They're heavily, well, it's going to be stream. It's, it's so going to be heavily, part of their... They're heavily invested in Marvel, Marvel, and and a lot of stuff. They're having their own streaming service now. Yeah, and in America, think, it's uh, six ninety nine a month. Yeah, which is cheaper than Netflix. Yeah. Uh, out of the box. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's what they... But the thing is, the problem I have with every new streaming service that comes out is you're fragmenting, you know, you're frag- fragmenting the market. If you look at three years ago, you had Netflix, Hulu, and maybe Amazon Prime coming on the scene. You had only those three choices. And basically you went, okay, which one benefits me the best? And I'll subscribe to that. Yeah. Now you're starting to have Disney, and then you have other ones that are coming through. Like in Canada, you have Red Crate TV. You have other ones, HBO. They have their own streaming app. They have their own streaming things. 
Well, in Canada, Crave Crave TV is the one for HBO. Yeah, but HBO. I mean, it depends where you are, obviously, in the world. But it, it, the, fa- the 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 point is, you're having more and more streaming services. Well, at one point, if everyone's going to be subscribed to all these ser- streaming services, they're going to like cable. They're going to be like, yeah, why am I like it's the same? It's the whole reason why I was a cord cutter. It's to avoid these costs. Now you're starting. So now you're you're going to start. I think the first real time where people are going to have to choose which streaming service do you want do are going and Netflix is going to see if they can actually get brunt because they're going to feel the most effects of the whole thing there's a lot of movies getting out of that service and they're going to be on Disney like yeah. all the Star Wars all everything that's all really Marvel all the Marvels and stuff like that there's been rumors that they're picking up the Marvel TV shows so uh, Jessica Jones. I heard Shield. Now they're redoing it again because since Disney is doing the, that's why they stopped on TV, because they're planning to to continue on the Disney Channel. So there's rumors Bring, that breaking they're, the contracts. So they're gonna they're gonna continue doing that. Where does it lead? I don't know. Um, Disney has become, personally for me, they seem to be money hungry. They seem to. Oh, they are. Oh they they, ma- they massively are banking on making money, and I like. This is the well. We're going to talk about it in the next few months. Can, 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 can I? Can I? Just yeah. Could that be a reason why they kind of canceled Cage, the Defenders? Yeah. Well, that's sure. That's like sure. To say like doesn't make money, they closed it, but then so they can break the contract. And then now that because they know that they're doing their own channel, well, that's the rumor. And then they're gonna they're gonna restart Cage, restart. It went, everything. it went, it went. Well, I don't think they would restart. They would just like continue, continue. the series. Yeah, continue. Because the series. thing is, there's no reason why Daredevil. they stopped Cage, they stopped Daredevil, Punisher. The, the well, so the Iron Fist. There's no reason. There's no reason why they should revive that period. <laughs> Maybe with a new actor. Maybe, but they would have to reboot it. Yeah. Flat out reboot it. Jessica Jones was pretty I liked, popular. I liked it. Like, really regardless if you liked it or not, it's it was popular. It was a yeah. popular TV show. It was a popular show. show yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah although the last it. season was lackluster, it was still one of the more popular Cage was shows. Pretty good. Cage. Cage was pretty good. Um, it could have done a lot of stuff better, but I think it was it yeah. had his viewership. So to say that those were flops and they're clo- like, there's a lot of other shows where Netflix could have easily folded. The, the show, like the one with, um, oh, what the fuck is it? It's the two old ladies. Um, oh, Jean Fonda? Yeah. They re- keep renewing it. Oh, I don't wow. know anybody that watches that show, but they re- keep renewing it. I know people it. who watch that show. But I, I know, but I... Not us. It's, it's, it's women that watch that show. But it, Unfortunately. Older I mean, people. I, I don't mean it in a, in a bad way. It's just, it's, it's geared more towards women. Yeah, I watched the first season. It wasn't bad, but I'm like, I'm saying, like... I'm not seeing that. I don't know if the viewership is better or not for those particular TV shows. So there's other TV shows that could easily be canceled, and they didn't cancel them. And it's I find it odd that they canceled all of the Marvel. It's not like it's not like they canceled Iron yeah, Fist, know. and it's like oh okay that one was bad, and we're gonna continue with the other ones. They canceled all of them for a so, reason because it's going to Disney. But it, it's not confirmed, right? That's why it, it it's insinuating that that's what they're going to be because doing. Because the, the Disney's not doing, not producing the movie, saying they're not doing no more production of all this TV. So next thing goes okay, has to be canceled then. Right. So we're going to see after that if if how net 
Netflix is really com- comes out of this because Netflix has the most to lose in all of this. They were the original streaming yeah. service yeah. that made it popular yeah. to have at the, your t- tips at, the, your, 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 at your fingertips. You had all these movies available to you to stream at any one time. The only way I think right now, well, down the road for Netflix to survive is if they become like HBO. They make their own original content and it's really good. Like so far, like for me, I think Stranger Things, that was amazing. Yeah. If they continue making more progr- original programs. Well, Godzilla. It's Netflix, no? The movie, the cartoon? Well, they took it from somewhere. I, I, it, yeah, it's a Netflix original, but I, I'm not sure if they produce it or buy it off someone else. I'm not sure how that works. I think because they, 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 uh, in every country, they give money to, to, to people to make movies, stores, and online. And they take the best of the best, you know. But like I said, I think they they their option for the future in order to survive will become like a HBO, develop quality programming. If they can do that, they will survive. But they have a lot better chance of doing that. If you look at the production value of the shows themselves, yeah. Yeah. they're well produced shows. Like they're well yeah. done. You can't say you may not like a TV show, a Netflix original. But they're done well. But you can't say that they weren't done well. You just don't like the show because you don't like the show. Correct. So, yeah. Uh, that was the Disney developing Hawkeye trailer or TV show. Exactly. That was the end. That was the last one. That, for that the was the last one. News. Thank God, huh? All right. <laughs> Half an hour in. <laughs> yes. I've done my part. <laughs> but I heard also. Have a good idea. But, take but, care. But, but Dino? I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> but, but it was, uh, I, I don't know why I heard that the reason Disney is saying all these shows are coming out, they're having this and this, they're ruining the end game because people are supposed to be dead or, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to be dead or alive. No, but, that, doing a TV series no, but that, doesn't make, that doesn't make a difference because... It could be all be prequels. Exactly. You could be prequels, prequels or alternate universes. Yeah, that's it. But the thing is... Now Every you, comic, now pretty much, uh, you, can, you can actually attest to this or not. A lot of the a lot of the comics that came out in the last fifteen years, there's been at least one storyline somewhere along the line where there's an alternative universe of some kind. Yeah, or even died, even going dies back, and comes, Wolverine died and came back in the it, comic it, books. Okay, now. everybody died and came back. So yeah, there but, you go. So but like, exactly, comic books. The so movies e- will be no different. Even even going back to the Super Friends, technically, you have another world and there's Bizarro. Yeah. There we go. We have like there's 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 so many worlds that can. It's called imagination. Go anywhere you want to with the imagination. Yeah. Well, that's the thing; They're, they can reboot anything they want. Yeah. Like, I, like th- at this point, like I'm looking, re- I'm really looking forward to Endgame because I'll be honest, like I, re- I really liked the Avenger. The argument that they knew what the fuck they were doing ten years ago is bullshit. To tell me that they had a ten-year plan, nobody in the world has a ten-year plan for movies. No, no, no. But probably the guy example. Look, they knew. Movie. They knew where to leave. Yeah, where it exactly. Would no, but even then. But the even fun. then, okay. Let's look at two parallels. You had the Marvel universe, and you have the 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 monster universe where they had the mummy. There's a few others that uh, came. Vampire, Frankenstein, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. They were supposed to do the same universe. Okay. The monster one never left never got past the ground level. It never got anywhere, right? The Marvel Universe could have easily been in that boat. Yes. Yeah, but it was built a lot better. Intentionally. Because, because intentionally, they knew they were going to 
start start coming out with individual movies leading to one big mega. But epic. all you needed is one flop along the way. They've re- they haven't really have any. It didn't flop. really matter if you had one flop because you had a whole slew of them. Yeah, because and they were hoping yeah, let's say fifty percent make it. Because there's a lot of structures, right? So, for example, you have Thor, you have Iron Man, you have Captain America. So, for example, like Captain America, which was one of the best, okay, flops. Okay, you can't say you cannot do the Avenger. Yes, you could because because Thor is the Avenger, Iron Man is the Avenger, and the Hulk is the Avenger. Well, look so at we, look at Ant Man. It wasn't as popular as Thor. Yeah, but even even it was pretty good. Yeah, but it wasn't as popular as, as no, Thor. No, or no. Iron but, Man. But even Iron Man, as a comic, is not as popular. As, as the movies, as the other the other comics, like if you look at Captain America, or whatever, it's not a, as a comic, it's not as popular, and the first movie could have easily easily been a massive flop, considering there was a writing strike and a yeah. lot of the movie was ad libbed, and because of Rod, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. he actually made it a decent yeah. movie. Oh yeah, yeah. but look, Hulk, but, Hulk was a flop too. Yes, the Hulk it was. and the Incredible Hulk. We're, they didn't make much. Yeah, but it's weird. That's weird because it, it feels like it wasn't like they never had one with the current one, right? And it said they're not going to. Exactly. They never had it with the guy. They no, had. no, they didn't. James Ruffalo. Ruffalo, Ruffalo yeah. Ruffalo, yeah. Uh, Ruffalo, yeah. Okay. Mark Ruffalo. Mark, Mark, yeah. They didn't. They didn't have one with him. The other ones were kind of. It was. It was uh, if you look at those movies now, it's not really clear that it's part of the Marvel universe or anything. They don't even include it in anything. I think they, well, was it owned by Fox at the well, yeah. The first one was completely different. Regardless, yeah, of, uh, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, no, James Ka- um, Eric Cana. Uh, Eric Cana with that big humongous Chihuahua there. They yeah. came like yeah. monks and dogs. But I remember, poodles. I remember not liking that movie only because I have a a, a nostalgia feeling to Lou Ferrigno in the original, yeah. and for me, they made it more realistic. In the original budget reasons and also time reasons, they didn't have the graphics back then. Of course, yeah. But they had Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. To me, it humanized the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. He was a bigger guy, but he he, he was um, not he approachable, but it was, it was relatable. Yeah. Like it, was, it made sense that he would become green, he would become bigger, and obviously they made Bill Bixby the freaking guy, which is like four <laughs> feet two, um, <laughs> right? So they made him like super. You know, they they made it believable. The TV, the the movies made it more like the the comics, whereas the comics he's big, he's huge, he fucking jumps from. But the first one they over exaggerated. But that's the but that's the thing. Shit. So the matter he becomes, the, the bigger we the bigger he becomes. Yeah. It's like seriously, the one you're gonna fight against Godzilla pretty soon. But to me, I don't include the first two, the 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 Hulk and Incredible Hulk. I yep, don't include. But that's them. you. Yeah, but are they yeah. part of the? Are they part well, of that? Well, they're part. They're, they're no, they yeah. weren't. I don't think they were. Maybe they. Maybe they. They came out before the Marvel universe. Yes, yeah, like actually like, officially. It's like Spider Man. The yeah. first two two series of Spider Man had nothing to do with the Marvel universe. Yeah. Until Homecoming. Yeah. And yeah, but so, even then, they. But that Homecoming is a reboot. Uh, they made it more. They didn't. They, it's not connected to the ones from uh, Hatfield, uh, whatever his name is, the the, the main actor for yeah. the, the Spider Man. Yeah. He's not. It's not connected to that universe, and that universe is not related to the Tobey Maguire universe. No, so that's completely separate. No, the, 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 this this Homecoming Spider-Man, it's 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 it, part of the it, Marvel, Marvel universe. universe yes. Yeah, but with uh, Maguire and uh, the other one, Catfield, whatever. Hatfield, uh, that's the thing. I don't remember. Garfield. Garfield, right? Garfield. Yeah, Garfield. That was that was another another universe with the, like like the Hulk. Yeah. So, also what? 
what's horrible about Spider-Man is that you had Spider-Man, you had the original trilogy, ended on a whimper, and yeah. then you have a reboot, like not even ten years later, and which was almost <laughs> like almost kind well, of the same thing as the I, first I, one. It's it's the same approach as I have for Batman. How many times do you have to see the parents being murdered or Uncle Sam? But being the murdered? last the last Batman reboot was good. The yeah, Dark Knight, really well but, it did, Dark Knight. but it didn't really go into the origin like full. Like it's its own. It's the comic, the Dark Knight story, yeah. which is really good. Speaking of which, we have, we have the Joker as well. Huh? The, the Joker uh, trailer for yeah, the Joker Jack trailer, and, Jack yeah. and Phoenix, where it looks freaked up. It looks mental. If you it, check, if you check it, yeah. you check around table.ca, The trailer's up. It looks mental. Like, the guy looks... Like, there's a scene where he looks deformed. I don't know if he lost extra weight for that role. Yeah, he, look, he looks like he, he, he toned he, down a bit. Like, yeah. I don't know how you can make those ribs look <laughs> like he did. Like, at one point, he looks like he's super, like, thin, like this. He looks like uh, McConaughey when he lost, like, the old, yeah. all that weight. Yeah, for the AIDS uh, movie there? Uh, no, it was... Uh, was it AIDS? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or even, what's it called? The uh, the Machinist with the, the guy who played Batman when he lost the... Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, could, that could be interesting to Batman, but it's a different... That's not part of, technically, the DC universe. No. It's just, like, it's a It's a story on its own, own yeah. yeah. Which doesn't really cl- be clear... Because the thing is... They don't make everything more confusing. DC is just, just just shooting himself on the foot. Yeah, DC. I don't know what's happening. They're they're really doing uh, things yeah. wrong. I, I think they're trying to see if this one kicks. Because if this one is popular, I think they're gonna do something to bring it into the store, the main universe. But I think it's on its own because everybody is so. The the thing that I I hate with DC is the Marvel. The at least the movie. I'm not talking about the comics. No. But the movie way they have a way of making it. Dark, light, dark, light. There's different scenarios where you have a bit of everything. Yeah. DC, they seem to be going dark, darker, darkest, dark. You can't see shit. And then <laughs> it's like the Batman. Yeah. You can make him. You can only make him so dark. The Joker, as much as I love Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker, it was a, a new, a, a, a new way of interpreting yeah. it. But now they're trying to do what every Joker. They're trying to reinvent the wheel, and it's like, yeah. you're like as much as I like Jacqueline Phoenix, and he's known to be a crazy man on on screen. Is as much as like I'm like, eh, it's another DC movie. The trailers is it interesting to me? Not really. To me, to go to watch a movie and pay twenty bucks to go watch it, I don't think it's it's we're there yet. So I, I don't know I. That's what I think about so it. So much for the Hawkeye yeah, TV yeah, show. Okay. All right, so next topic. I guess we should get off of that topic. Um, and this one will be pretty quickly. Um, it'll be... Uh, it, this has been a news item for a while. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, they're not allowing reviews before the movie releases. So previously, you were able to leave r- reviews for certain movies before... Um, How could you review a movie that's not released? Well, yeah, advanced screenings, advanced screenings, oh, and stuff okay. like that. Okay. It's not. It's it, you. You're, they're not allowed to have reviews before the official release of the movie. Okay. Yeah. So it's blocked. Technically, I'm not sure why this is not a thing. This was not a thing already. <laughs> like they shouldn't. Like that should have been already. But honestly, well, honestly, does it really change anything? Whether they they put a review on before or after? Well, some people every every, every person has their own opinion. Yeah. You could like a movie, and I could hate it. It's the same movie. So to me, you have but to. It could influence people from going to the theater or not. Exactly. That's it, what it is. Apparently, it influences them. 
Yeah. Or, or like I, I look at it at one point just to see. If I see like 35 critics hate it, I'm going, maybe mm. I should not see it at full price. Yeah. Maybe I'll go on a cheapy Tuesday or a matinee with, I'll go with Johnny here and we'll go earlier and see it. But if I see 35 giving it like 8 out of 10, I'm like, well, if we see it later it's, on. It's worth the money. I'm, st- I'm still old school. That- but still, I, I, I usually, I know in advance, like look, uh, whatever, the next Mission Impossible, they can tell me it's horrible. I You're like gonna the other go, ones. I'm going. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm done. I don't care what you say. Marvel, they can say Endgame now sucks, is horrible. I'm going because I invested the last 11 years watching <laughs> every other movie. I'm seeing this for the payoff for me. It's my personal journey into this. Does Rotten Tomatoes influence it? Maybe a tad. Like I said, if tomorrow they all announce, all 35 reviews say Endgame is shit and it's the worst Marvel movie of all time, I'm not going to spend 20 bucks downtown to see it. I'll go on a matinee and spend 10, Yeah. You know? Or a week later. But, you know, is it my first choice? For me, my first choice is me. I decided already, the minute yeah. this movie was announced, I'm seeing it or not. You know? Whether you tell me you like it or not. It's like when you, watch, when you watch the Oscars and you nominate all these movies. How many of these movies did people see? All of them. Yeah. The critics. Ah, oh, this is the best Some movie. Of them, yeah. This is a. Uh, yeah, it's basically based on my, my neighbor's cousin or this. And it's like, like me, I go to a movie for one reason, one reason. That's my reason, is to escape reality. I don't want to see other people. That's people's... the way it was, it was done. No, because yes. some people, they want to see other people's family moping and struggling to survive and this and that. You know, I live reality. To each their own. It's like that movie from uh, with Oprah. There was a movie came out. With, Color uh, purple. No, yeah, the that's, latest that's... one. The latest <laughs> one came out about this uh, interdimension. They go to a place oh, with bad yeah, and forgot. evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about. My sister wanted to see it. She goes, oh my god, it's amazing. Da, 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 da. There was a lot of uh, messages inside. When it came out, I, I, I bought it on the DVD. So my sister goes, buy it from me. And then I'll, I'll watch and I'll give it to her later. I wasn't impressed. My sister was the best movie ever. Just not. Right. And I told her, I goes, look, I want to see other movies that had better storyline than that one. The Oprah movie, whatever it's called, in Inner Space or something like that. Anyways, so to each their own everything. But like I go to movies to escape. So these critics would tell me, go, oh, go see this movie, go see this movie. No, it's not my, my genre. But that's been that's that's been something I, I've been saying for years. Even with, with Siskel and Ebert, um, you can criticize a movie for its technical merit, for its story, whatever the case may be, taking it from a, an anico- uh, analytical perspective. But at the end of the movie, uh, at the end of the, the day, you go watch a movie to escape reality for two hours. Look, let's be honest. Commando for Commando for from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not the best movie in the world, but for two hours you fucking you see an action movie. Yeah, right? you, you see, you, you yeah. see, you escape. Like not every movie has to be an Oscar winner. Yeah, it on. doesn't have to be super well written, or it doesn't have to make a hundred over a hundred million dollars. You know, and now and now like that's I think that's what people kind of forget, or at least critics forget to a point. Like yes. There's gonna be drama movies that are really well written, Goodfellas, Godfather. Oh, okay, they're two the <laughs> the mafia movies, but yeah. but drama like, like Copland. We were yeah. talking about that off air. Um, there's good movies that are, are are really good and they're not, you know, Oscar under, under the radar. Exactly. They're under the radar. 
but there's still for two hours I escape, and that's and I think that's what Marvel kind of grasped with all the Marvel all the the Marvel movies, like even with Captain Marvel, which I I went to see recently. Um, is it the best movie in the world? Well, there's a few loopholes here and there, but for you know what, for two hours it was a good decent movie. Yeah, it had, it had its moments. It was good. I mean, people rate all the movies from one to, to ten, whatever it is, whatever. It's in the middle of the pack. But it doesn't fall off the wagon of any no. of the other Marvel movies, and it's not superior to Endgame, right? Which is the hype for that movie. But it builds it enough. It's an it's an intro movie. It's an it builds the character. But it was fun for two hours to go watch it. Same thing with Ant Man. We went to yeah. uh, I went to see it last uh, summer, I think. Um, that was a decent movie. Um, it was well acted. There's good actors in it. It was a more funny too. It was more yeah. comedy. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's a fun movie to go watch. Now. Yes, there's some movies you're gonna go watch and you're like, "Ugh, why am I? Why did I pay for this?" And I'm just here because I paid for it, <laughs> right? But that's gonna happen with every movie, and critics are good to tell you if it's a good movie or not. But a lot of times, there's movies that are in the final for movie of the year in the Oscars, and I, I just don't know why they're there. Like Bohemian Rhapsody was there this year. I, again, another thing yeah. we were talking off air. It's another movie that I didn't really think was really that spectacular. Okay, was it a good it's, movie? It's entertaining. It was a decent movie. But you said before it wasn't accurate. But that's the thing. It's not accurate. For me, did it merit to be in the same category of the other movies that were there, nominated with it? No. It didn't merit to be there. You can say, tell me all you want about, oh, but it was this, and the actor looked like this, and... You know, it was... Ri- no, historically accurate, it wasn't accurate. And I know that a lot of movies are not accurate. It's based, based yeah, on yeah. the original story. I get that. But it's stuff that's, like, in your face a lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not like... Yeah. It's not as if they're trying to sugarcoat it. Like, it's... You can go on Wikipedia and see that it's not a truth. Right? And to me, that kind of breaks the story a little bit. And... For Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought they could have gone a lot of a lot done a, stuff a lot better if they would have gone a little bit further in the story. And which one was your telling was better than them? The the, the, the TV. There was a, there was an HBO special like it's Freddie Mercury the biopic story. It's a documentary, yeah. Something along those lines. It's a Freddie Mercury because to me, if I look at Bohemian Rhapsody as a movie, it was a Freddie Mercury story. Yeah. Loosely based on his experiences. Yeah. The Queen aspect took a backseat. Yeah. You didn't really learn anything about Brian May. You didn't learn anything about any other member other than, hey, he showed up one day behind a van and he started singing. He's like, hey, I'm your lead singer. That was it. The rest of the thing is like, oh, they were following everything. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't a Queen story, which to me, that's what it seemed to be sold as. It was more of a Freddie Mercury movie. And... As, as a Freddie Mercury movie, it failed on the facts, even though loosely or not, it, it was, it, it, it didn't, to me, it was an entertaining movie, but it didn't merit to be that high up on, on everybody's pedestal as, as that, that's for me. You know, when I, I have the movie, when I see it, I'm going to see who's so right. I, I understand <laughs> what, what Phil is saying and I, I kind of agree, I mean, as an entertainment thing, it's a fun movie to watch. I mean, the, the minute they start playing the songs, when I was in the theater, everybody started singing along. Well, the songs are iconic, so... Yeah, they're iconic, but the movie itself, like you said, does it merit to get an Academy Award? 
I'm on the fence of that no. too. But I think because they've been around now so long, now they're getting their just due. Yeah. Because they were always, no matter how big they were, Queen was always under the radar. Yes. Because they were always big in Europe, but at one point here in Canada, US, until Wayne's World came out with Bohemian Rhapsody and brought them back, they were kind of always under the radar. Well, I think they're in the set in the seventies. Yeah, but they were always big. There was, there was, in Europe. They sold out yeah. stadiums forever. Yeah, here, but because because in the states, were they were more into heavy rock. Yeah. And then they well, were. Well, the Europeans maybe. are more to rock, but very um, well, they're, instrumental. They, they, very... Allowed, they allowed Queen to be whatever they wanted to be. They were part vaudeville, part, uh, uh, you know, opera. They were everything mixed yeah, up into one. But there's certain groups over here that they're strong here, but they're not strong yeah, in that's Europe. It. But that's it. That's so what they were doing. The difference, you know? the difference with Queen is if you asked maybe in the late '80s, who's your favorite band? You would have Led Zeppelin. Rolling Stone, Rolling Stones, Beatles, whatever. Yeah. But Queen was never in the conversation, very often. Well, I remember when I was young, okay, my father had a cafe bar, okay, and, and I was talking to Steve last time. These guys had T-shirts of Kiss, Genesis, and all, the, uh, all like the Rolling Stones, yeah, Super Trump. Yeah. But these are real T-shirts from the concerts. Yeah. And I was a young kid behind the bar, and these guys were talking about the groups and everything. And one guy came out with Queen. It was a nice, it was, a, it, was like a, it was a burgundy t-shirt and he had a big, like a circle which was in Queen. And I remember Trom at that time, they they were they were hesitating to play Queen. Yeah. Because that's, because you gotta think this way, there's so much groups in those days and we're talking about the creme of la creme, okay? That they, 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 they wanted spots to be played. And then they had to squeeze Queen, which was very controversy in those days. Even Genesis was controversy. Police was controversy because it wasn't really in the, in the rock genre. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, and and um, Trom was playing like um, uh, we don't know what's happening. So Sundays used to play, they used to play the whole album, and he used to ask the fans, call if we should play this song next week yeah. forever. And it once was was Queen. And people they're calling goes, yeah, we like that group. It's a change from the get a rock. Blah, blah. So just think of it. They they were spoiled from those days that they go, oh, they could have made it the group or not break it. And there were certain fans that decided, no, we like well, the change. They did a lot of stuff that was innovative for that particular time yeah. where they, they, I don't think people appreciate it till now, later, yeah. like a lot yeah. later. You know, A Night at the Opera, you know, people think of it as now as a classic and it's great. At the time, it was frowned upon because it wasn't, yeah, they were like. There's a, a period of time, like I think it's you. Uh, I don't know why I said Chris, Steve. Uh, <laughs> uh, like the works was the first album that they they were they said oh because the critics were after them because they weren't a re they were soft on the rock and they weren't a real rock group yeah, and stuff like that. And then they came out with the works, which was a real rock album, and they're like in your face. This is what it is. But the albums before that came before then, they were good albums. Yeah. Uh -huh. They weren't bad. It's just because. They decided to branch out, yeah. right? Maybe that's the Freddie Mercury effect or whatever. They used to like different genres of music, and they tried to bring their own brand of... Now you listen to the albums, you're like, oh, this is freaking amazing. But back then, it was frowned upon. Yeah. Because yeah. Let's Zap were the same across their whole portfolio. Like Let's Zap is Let's Zap. Either they were experimental or not, they were Let's Zap. Yes. Beatles are Beatles. Uh, Boston is Boston. There's no, like... Yeah. 
there's no experiment. They would come up with one album which was more 1950s rock, you know, uh, this thing called Love and stuff like that. And then you have albums that are super rock, like The Miracle. Um, you have uh, the news, of the world. The, the news of the world. world. We will rock you, and we are the champions. Then they went into dance, and they had hot space. And yeah, they went everywhere. They... Radio Gaga. Yeah, but if we think of this in those days, example. Okay, a lot of rock groups they weren't playing. CKGM was playing. Oh, uh, yeah. CKGM. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were playing Genesis. Oh, man. You're aging yourself now. <laughs> oh, big time. Because I remember the youth of that time. I remember just the, turned 21 they, they today. Because we used to have the radio of CKGM in my house. And used to play Genesis, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? The Police. Because all the ones Chom refused to play, CKGM had nothing to play with. There, there was no uh, hip-hop and... Uh, or whatever so they would take all the leftovers and they made it popular and sometimes those that group that cj made make make him popular went back to chrome after man i remember days when you actually listen to radio and say hey i haven't heard this group before and yeah. i like them yeah i don't remember the last time that happened on that, the rest to me it happens when i go to ottawa yeah, I, I, I explained I hear, it before. Yeah, but it much like Montreal, I, I, I don't the same 10 songs yeah everywhere. like and then you have five stations they play the top 40 and like you, you press the button when I'm driving, and, and it's the same, the same goddamn yeah. bloody song. Like seriously, yeah, it's, it's a tape. They actually turn the tape, and yeah. then they're good. Yeah. It's the same list. Yeah, uh, I, I, oh. I, I, that's why for me, like either you're, you're on Spotify, you're on Google Music, Apple Music, whatever the case may be, you have a better chance of learning about new bands yeah. from yeah. those services, you yeah, than you do from terrestrial radio. I unfortunately well, we're here in Montreal, anyways. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Because... Yes, they're, they're, like if you go to yeah. New York, there's more options in yeah. terms of radio stations. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that even though they have more, like they have like dedicated like the difference between New York and Montreal, at least as far as I can tell, Montreal we have mixed type of radio stations. We have like five six. You have one rock, and that's it. Then the rest is talk. Whereas New York, you have those, but then you have one dedicated to hip hop, one dedicated to rock, one dedicated to yeah. country, one dedicated to whatever. So you have more channels. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure, because of all the licensing and everything, although initially we might be, oh, this is brand new and we've never heard this before, I'm sure it comes down to the same thing as what we have over here, where if you listen to it long enough, it's a loop. Yeah. And then they change it ever so often. But the only time that doesn't happen is for online. You can create your own playlists, yeah. which is our old school mixtapes. Yeah. You yeah. can you can you can build your own radio station based on so like now I know with Google Music you can just go or Spotify for that matter. Hey, you know what? I like uh, I like Boston. Create me a sta station that's like Boston. And then they'll create a station for you with like a hundred songs, whatever it is, and then you play that station, right? That's the new way of doing things. But the rest of radio is not there. They, they haven't they haven't evolved their yeah, model. Exactly, they haven't evolved into. And the... the people that call in, I can't believe that well, the people that for call the same in, song they, they play five for the same song that's been playing oh, yeah. eighteen times in a day. If you love it, go buy the collection. Like to me, like show. It's all fixed. Call call it, <laughs> call, it, call it what your favorite. Conspiracy. <laughs> I want to hear. Ozzy Osbourne, Paranoid. Okay, we just but, played five minutes ago. But okay, okay. Next week after, can I hear Paranoid? Okay, but like Ozzy Osbourne has more than one. But hit. you know what? Maybe for those radio stations, they do 
they do have their market research and all that those type that type of music and that those types of songs that come up yeah all but the time you know what i reach have the audience that they're yeah, going I, you're gonna tell me you have a free yeah, the lines are open great you call in they pick up what's the song you want to play i want to play bark at the moon by ozzy osbourne it's, it's always the same people that call yeah but Okay, but even me, if I call every week, I'm not gonna call for the same day. If I saw the same song, if I call for the same song, I might as well just put the CD and place repeat. <laughs> like, but it's true. <laughs> but I think, but you know what? They have certain songs that Shom or whoever will get money for. So yeah, they probably pick the callers that will say, "Hey, play," like like last time on Shom, we have the brand new Eagles album. It's a Walmart exclusive. We're gonna play a song, and I'm thinking they're gonna play the. Here's Hotel California. Fuck, I've heard this song 17 million. But it's been thousand. remastered. That's and you, great. And you hear somebody in the back screen being, I'm not again. Wait, wait, wait. At, 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 at the 336 point, you hear a, huh? But, but I used to love showing was, Hey, guys, I haven't heard Hotel California in a long time. It was played like 10 minutes ago. What are you talking about? But, the, but that's show, it. That's the why. Show, that, but Shoma's been like that for years. Yeah, and that's the problem. We need, we need a new rock station. So if anybody's listening in you Montreal, we need to get Terry DeMonte off the air. Put somebody who has a set of nads and play something different. Mix it up. Give us something. The best play well, actually, uh, what's his name? In the middle of the day. He used to be on CTV before. Uh... Yeah, he used to be the weatherman on CTV. But now he's, he's there during the day from 10 to 3. The weatherman on CTV. It's not Lord Anyways, Man. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, plays, he plays new songs. And he plays... Different songs. Well, the best when I What's every time name? I've listened to Shom, the best time is when I used to pull all nighters. Yeah. When I was in university. Yeah. And it, it's in the middle of the night. Like yeah, that's it. That was the best time. They used to play What's like at the time, which was unheard of. Even when it was a classic rock channel, they would play Pearl Jam. Yeah. Okay, I, that's dating me a little bit there. When I was in college and university, yeah. that's a little while back. But still, they would play like Pearl Jam back in the day. That wasn't considered classic. Randy rock. Renault. Oh, Randy Renault. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, you had him. You had... Um... He plays different types of... His... When you listen to him during the day, he'll mix it up and he won't play even, always even the Pete same. Even Pete Mary. Like, he left yeah. and came back. Pete Mary. He's really good. But the thing is, at one point, if you're, if you're during the day, you're stuck with that bubble of music that you're yeah. about to play. And as much as I would love... I want to love Shone. The problem is me too. they don't agree. have enough like you have a whole slew like they have great concepts like vinyl records like they play the actual vinyl record yes. of a certain classic rock album. I think News of the World by Queen. They'll play the vinyl record. Awesome. You play the whole album. That means you have the right to play all the songs. Is it possible for you to play more than just We Are the Champions and Remember we were rocking said once to uh, other than that? Yeah. You know, no, but once too tall, which he was the one who who uh, started playing uh, Grand Van Fleet on Chome before he retired. And once Stephen, he well, you say the story because you heard it when he too tall told Ted DeMonte, Mary goes there, uh, Led Zeppelin doesn't only have Stay with a Heaven, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, had, they had some sort of discussion. He goes, I love Zeppelin, but he goes, they, they have more than just Stay with a Heaven, there's like they have like seven albums. Pick something else, you know. And Terry's like, oh, 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 you know, that's that Zeppelin, huh? Okay. Yeah, but play something else from Led Zeppelin. You play Stairway to Heaven or Whole Lot of Love. He goes, yeah. Play, play something else. 
or Play- Barracuda from Heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know well, look, example. Okay, I want to. I do, I, I do go out a lot to deliver today. And one song, like example, I, I, I like listening to rock, Montreal Chome. And once they once Ted DeMonte starts talking, I change channel, I go buzz and everything. I went to Ottawa and it, it was Aerosmith. I haven't heard this song in 10, 15 years. Pink. I'm like, wow, this song, I forgot about it. Yeah, but he they never played it. But, they but never it may, played it. But it may very well be. I understand that you, it's, it's new for you because we don't play no, it. No, I. But I, for people that are there. They hear that song all the time. No, Maybe, yeah. but for me, for example, like I, I I remember when it came out, okay? But Chome never played it for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, but Chome... And, and but, they played the, the other Aerosmith that you, I hear 10 times, like, come on. But look, why do you think more, a lot of the groups don't come to Montreal anymore? Yeah. They don't come, like, no, a lot of, unless you're Grand an Complete elite. Complete has two uh, concerts in Toronto, zero here. And then was, uh, when I went to I'm Ottawa... I'm that, that Daisy's came... Well, look, well, look where they came. They, they see fills out in Europe. They go to stadiums, and they came here to. which I haven't been in twenty years. How many people fit? But it was the best thing in the world. Oh yeah, for us, yeah. A twenty dollar concert. Twenty dollar concert. We had three amazing bands. The sound was amazing. Yes. The Dead Daisies actually sounded like they did on record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was exactly great. But I don't agree. Like I don't. They don't. Like for me personally, I don't find they they promote. A lot of rock. They don't. Well, not the new, not the newer. Like unless it's a Bon Jovi or U2 or whatever coming into town, you hear about it all over. Well, look at Tea Party. Their concert was uh, last week, and I heard about it a week before the concert from Chong. I'm like, seriously? How long did it take you to take? Oh, well, I'm not gonna say because well, you just look at the internet and all that. Yeah, but the thing is, the alerts like even Pearl Jam. Like the last time they came to, they came or they were touring. They don't really t- Tour, do full yeah. tours anymore. They came to Ottawa. From all fucking places, Ottawa. They didn't come to Montreal. I don't blame them. It's more but, rock. But, you know what? but Montreal has a good... Um, we're, but, we're a good crowd line. But the thing is... We, there's got to be something... We don't, like. There's got to be some politics involved that we don't see. Yeah, but we don't... You don't hear... So the newer... The newer generation... Like that come... Like, like the teens... Mid-teens to early 20s. Around that... That... Gen- uh, that that generation. that generation. If they go based on what they're listening to, I'm sure they listen to online radio. That's that's mm. guaranteed. But yeah. let's say they would go based on terrestrial radio. A lot of the bands they hear on the radio, they're either in rock, they're dead. Mm. They're either dead or they don't tour anymore. So you have Led Zeppelin, maybe the Rolling Stones, maybe a Paul McCartney Jimmy every so Hendrix. often. But the lot of the groups are, are they don't tour. Yeah. Boston, the 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 Turtles, the you know, the, there's a bunch of other. They don't. Gino Vanelli. <laughs> which, by the way, he Mitch has a Melnick, new album. Yes, and Gino and Mitch Melnick took a picture with him uh, this week, and he was, it was actually hilarious. They took a picture of him, and he's like, Gino Vanelli looks like me 20 years ago, and it's true. It just looks like him. With hair, he has the same freaking afro. hair. I don't know if it's a wig or not, yeah, but he has the same I afro. I saw a video this morning. <laughs> I used, I watched... to, used to live in Rosemont, huh? yeah. Iberville. I, yeah. used to, I watched a video with a new song from. Is actually not bad. Yeah, he still can. He has a good voice. But so... but again, it's it's it. A lot of the old, gr- I find in general rock. Forget uh, Greta Van Fleet because they're kind of different. Um, the Strokes and. 
there's not really a promotion of rock and yeah. like in Montreal. No, but the Ottawa there is. But but that's the thing. Ottawa, you have to go to Ottawa, which to me boggles my mind. It's not as if you don't have rockers in Montreal. Christ, you have metalheads in Montreal. Yeah. You have a heavy Montreal, a but heavy MTL. But, but they're not pushing it. They're just uh, look. Well, I, I don't they, want Stephen. All the concerts they have in the Saint Helens. Yeah, but that's the thing. You have heavy MTL. You have uh, the, the few other group tours that happen every year. That like yeah, but look how many groups have to be in it for that to work. If you look at the listing, there's yeah, it's here. insane. There's a hundred groups, minimum. It's like me personally, I like I told once, like Chrome has to split into two, like Chrome, like the gold and silver. Gold mean classics, and the silver, the next generation. Yeah, but they always try to, they always go back and forth. They go with classic, and then they're like, oh, we're new rock. They try to do like a buzz. Then that lasts like a year. Yeah, but and then I, they're like, oh, it doesn't work, because people listen to it for classic rock. And I get, and I have no problem with that. But you know what? You can incorporate it into the mix. Yes, I can. So you you play your Zeppelins, you play, and in the middle you put in like. Uh, and not only that, take different songs from Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. from you know Pink Floyd. They they have you know, Pink Floyd. Floyd had, open my library, my brains. French. You know, like Money from Pink Floyd. I it's a great song. There's no doubt. But you know what? They have other albums. Play some. Play anything else but Money, <laughs> because. Every time we have dun, Pink, dun, Pink dun, Floyd, dun, we have you know. Dun, 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 dun. Oh well, wow! For, no, I haven't heard that we're, since we're yesterday. We're gonna blow your ears with Pink Floyd. Well, you know what? For years they would ACDC. The only the Thunderstruck only, was well, there. either Thunderstruck or Money yeah. Talks. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Everything else, uh, a whole lot of Rosie. Right. <coughs> one of their best songs, or I like I like them. I like that song. Um, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. cheap. It was only Money Talks, Thunderstruck. And it was with that sound effect. And Back in Black. Yeah. Yeah, Back in Black, yeah. That was the intro. That was the live album intro. Only Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck, Thunderstruck yeah. Thunderstruck was a lot. Yeah, Thunderstruck. Uh, but then, see, that's why I say, when I go to Ottawa, they're all like, here, I got one station. Go to Ottawa, I have So you know what? Maybe a round table needs to open up a, 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 a rock and roll station. We bring rock back. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> the licensing that you if have you to could, pay. If you could fund it. Yeah, you know what? 10 bucks a month on a MasterCard. That's good. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm doing it. And before I let I'm go. Charge X. And believe it or not, <laughs> and this is we're talking about 20 years. I like Danzing, okay? I heard it once, two, three weeks ago in Ottawa. I'm like, wow. I got to drive. So whenever I pass goes, Johnny, you don't mind going to Ottawa? No, no, you're doing me a favor. I'm going far away from Ted DeMonte. <laughs> All right. I think that we've uh, extended this section a little bit. Yeah, have music. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go into our recommendations of the week. So we're going to, like you, like usual, we're going to start. The, it's our new segment. We started with our last podcast. We're going to have a gaming, uh, a gaming recommendation, TV or movie, album and comic. So I'm going to start with the game. Um, it's a game that I started, I literally just finished on my streaming channel on Twitch. Um, Which you could see also on, on aroundtable.ca comics and video game page. page. Please check it out. Um, <laughs> I uh, It's a game from Sierra Online, which they were very popular in the 80s for creating a lot of quest games. So you had King's Quest, Police Quest, uh, King's Quest, Space Quest. Quest, Police Quest. So the game that I finished, I just finished this Police Quest 1. 
which is based on a cop that essentially a goes cop. after, he's in the pursuit of the Death Angel, which is a drug dealer in Lytton, California. And uh, it's actually, it's one of the first games that was consulted by a real cop. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, he was actually on, it's, it's usually intact. So the whole idea of the Police Quest series is that it's based on reality. I think at one point they went a little too far in terms of like this, like they had police quest SWAT at one point, which you had to read the SWAT manual to understand how the hell it works. Yeah, so basically, it was like going to the California like police academy. police academy or LA Police Academy, which was insane. However, Police Quest One is a text-based um, game, so you had to type in certain commands for it to happen. Uh, so for things to happen, you had to. And that was the difficult part of the game is trying to find the exact wording uh, for that particular uh, for the command. Uh, but it's a great game. Came out in 1987 from Sierra. Back then it was Sierra Online. Uh, back no, actually it became Sierra Online. Back then it was just Sierra. Um, really good game. I strongly recommend it. It's very old school. Two bit. Uh, uh, eight actually. That's eight bit. Uh, eight bit. Uh, a whole like 16 colors. Um, not very, uh, not very ad <laughs> advanced. They did, they did do a remaster at one point in the same graphics as Police Quest Three. Uh, so the original was an EGA graphics. Then they remade it in v VGA graphics, which makes it more modern. It's still two D, um, but it's not as fun. I like the old animation. It's not, uh, you have to play it on a Tandy to get the full. Experience. Yes, the full, the full experience. You have to play it on a Tandy One Thousand SX. <laughs> Two thousand SX, SX or something along those lines. It was from Radio Shack, just to tell you the Tandy Corp. The dates. <laughs> it didn't even have a hard drive. Nope, it had. <laughs> it didn't have a hard drive. It had mem sixty four K memory, which we boosted to one twenty four, <laughs> and we had two <laughs> floppy hard drives, and we used to boot Wait a DOS. When you say on floppy hard drives. Yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. Still computers. Well, were it's you guys a... listening to CKGM? <laughs> Actually, at the time, probably. Probably. <laughs> and before CKGM and what was Mix 96 back then? That wasn't CKGM, was it? No, CKGM was AM. Yeah, see, was that's 90, Yeah. It was uh, not the mix. No, it was way it before, was the, before mix. the mix. Oh, the hell was it? Eh. God. Oh my God! Okay. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, we're going we're, to Jeopardy over here. It's uh, yeah, it's what? Montreal, Montreal Jeopardy, or Jeopardy. At this what point. was that? Um, so that was my game for the week. Police Quest One from Sierra Online. If you guys see it, you can actually still buy it on GOG.com or on Steam. Um, it's still available, and you, for very cheap, you can buy the whole collection. Police Quest One to Police Quest Four Open Season for about nine ninety nine. If you have time. It's not that long of a game. It's just what makes it long is just it seemed that, long back then. No, it was long because you didn't know. You, if I do not understand how this game could be played without a manual, it's impossible. <laughs> I tried. I sincerely tried, and it was very difficult. At least you're sincere. sincere. Um, you can find the video of somebody playing through the whole thing, knowing how the game works in about an hour and a half. But I played it, I ended up playing it under 10 hours because it was just like typing, not working, typing, not working, typing, not working. Okay, what's the command? Instead of saying, take test, it was take sobriety test. Really? How was I supposed to know that it was going to know what sobriety means? Anyways. It was called FM96. 
That's oh FM96. my god. Oh, FM96 and then it, it, it changed to Mix96. Oh, sweet <laughs> Jesus. All right. So that was the game of the week. Next on our list is from my brother Dino, and it is the TV and movie recommendation. And it won't be as long as yours. Uh, my recommendation is uh, a TV show, a vintage TV show on Amazon Prime. It's Hunter from the 1980s. It ran from 1984 to 1991. It's starring Fred Dr- Dyer, which is an ex-football Dryer. 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 Yeah, Dryer. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're missing an R. Yes, I am. <laughs> it is Dryer. It's a little dry in here, Dino. Is he related to the washer? You know what? I agree with you. Uh, I agree. You're missing an R. Yeah. So it starred Fred Dreyer and Stephanie Kramer. Um, if Basically, if you're a fan of the 80s uh, TV series like the A-Team or something along those lines, uh, you'll definitely enjoy the uh, this show. It aged fairly well besides the, the fighting scenes that look yeah, the fighting, scenes, the, fighting the, scenes the fighting scenes are a little are bit... definitely the 1980s, but the rest, the storyline and the. I it... was impressed with the soundtrack. To be honest, I've only I've been watching it recently on Amazon Prime. Um, I watched only the first season, but I was impressed with the soundtrack. It's not so the theme song is very cheesy 1980s, whatever the case may be. But the soundtrack itself is. Oh. Doesn't sound like an 80s soundtrack. It sounds like rock you would hear in the 2000s. Like grunge like, rock. Maybe grunge, not necessarily grunge, Before. but you can't pinpoint the era of the music. Oh, those are the best. Like you can't say that it's glam rock. Like it came out in, like the show came out in 94, right? In 84? In 84. 84. And yeah, it ran right from 84 to 91. You can't tell. I watched the first season. I wouldn't be able to tell you. That's a, a show from the eight, 1984 by the soundtrack. Okay, by soundtrack. It, 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 it literally sounds like something you maybe hear like in the 90s or 2000s. Anyways, that was it. So that was Hunter for the TV and m- movie recommendation. Next on the list, Grandmaster Steve with the album recommendation don't change uh, don't don't quit your day job uh, no no we're not that's what we're saying on a round table uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my selection of the week is the Rolling Stones they have a new greatest hits package I know people are saying again and again and again but um, I'm a sucker for it I love these guys I bought the three CD deluxe edition um, it's two discs of their studio hits and it ranges from 1971 to I think 2015 where they came out with their blues album which got them back into the game with a you know on radio and stuff and they, I think they won a Grammy for it um, but what really gets me going is this live disc which shows the stones at their peak um, I really like um, they really show the Stones are one of the greatest rock bands in the world because they sound like they do on record as they do live. And these live tracks, there's one with Wild Horses with Florence Welch from um, something, what's it called? Florence and the Machine, what's it called? Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. Her and Mick Jagger together have this amazing chemistry. I watched the video today and it, they look like they... They oh, fell in, they fell in love. She could be his sister. The way she dances, she sings. The right? way she sings and the way they look at each other, um, I got goosebumps. Also, uh, they do. there's a great version of Bitch with Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there are a few songs I would have liked to be placed on here, so, sort of like uh, Honky Tonk Woman is missing, Painted Black is missing, um, Let's Spend the Night Together is missing, but they, they put, what they did is they put some songs like Dancing with Mr. D that hasn't been on a compilation in a while, a couple of songs off a bigger bang like Rain Must Fall and, um, and Rough Justice. They kind of put some of the newer stuff, which is interesting. And what really surprised me is how some of the later day Stone stuff like Saint Out of Me, Out of Control, Rock in a Hard Place really go well with the older tracks. So if you're looking for something that touches almost every single album from the Stones, uh, Honk, the deluxe edition is actually worth, I think, your time. If, you, if you've never bought a compilation from them, I think this is maybe this or... What's the one from 2007 or 8? I think it's called Gur. There's yeah. a big monkey. That's another one that's a three disc that has a lot of good stuff if you want an overview of these guys. Um, you're not going to ever get too much of their older stuff, unfortunately, because I believe one of their tour managers has bought some of the rights to the older records. So that's why most of them start off with um, the standard Start Me Up, you know, and don't touch too far in the early 70s. But Honk, I think I really liked it. The live stuff really floored me. Um, like I said, the one with uh, Florence and Mick Jagger doing Wild Horses and Bitch from Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters really show the Stones at their peak. Um, even to this day, these guys um, at their age are outdoing some of the young guys in their 20s. I think just for the live disc alone, it's really worth a listen. So if you have Spotify or Google Play, I think it's worth a listen for once. And give if you're, if you're new to the Stones... I think this is the one to give you an overview of them. So if you like it, honk three times. Honk, honk, three, honk, three honk. times on. Oh, so that's a different song. But that's my selection of the week. All right, so that's the album. Next on the list is our comic connoisseur, Johnny. What you is funny guy, Johnny, you comic connoisseur. <laughs> come on, come on, Johnny, come on, Johnny. I want some fours and hockey hawk. <laughs> okay, mine. You want his hammer? Is that what you. I got the hammer. It's hammer time. And when, uh, it kind of strikes to everything. Oh. Okay, mine will be Spider-Man, the symbiote. And that's the, it's written by Peter David, who's very known for the Hulk. And Greg Lang. And his art is amazing. Personally, this goes back when when Spider-Man got the, the black costume, the symbiote from the Secret War, the first series. And it, and it takes to a storyline that was never done, that they went back that... That example is that the writers forgot to write it and they made the storyline. And then there is, of course, Peter Parker is married, he's going out with the, the black cat, which is Felicia. And there's May Parker in there also, which is his aunt. To me, this is going to be a surprise because why would they go into the past unless they're planning to create a new villain or a new superhero that might be the biggest thing that ever come to uh, Spider-Man's universe? So for me, it's like right now they haven't sh they haven't shown anybody except uh, Mysterio and all that. They're, like I'm like this would be like the, the thing. What I like about it also it's it's a four part miniseries. So automatically it's four series and give or take it's finished. It's four issues. Four issues. Okay. So after four, it's like you don't have to buy it. Of course, I think there'll be something coming out of this yeah. thing here, like a, a big villain or a superhero that might or might or might not. Bring the value real up, but the artwork is amazing, and the, the story so far it's pretty good. It's it's going back to it's 
basic right now. Yeah, I like, agree. You 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 got you got me the comic. Yeah. I flipped through it yesterday. Uh, the artwork is actually very good. I always thought the the Spider Man when the symbiote suit never got its just due. They kind of he does amazing, they, amazing. They, like, they they it really got like it started off big with the, everybody freaked out over the black suit. I remember running to the comic store getting it, having to get that issue. And then suddenly everybody goes, no, we want the red and blue suit back. And it, I kind of went, I felt like, you know, you're, you're getting the build up, and suddenly he goes, oh, we're not going to finish this. And you went, so this kind of for me is like giving me back the unfinished business of that black suit. And I'm glad you brought it to me. I looked at it yesterday. It looks great. So I'm actually going to have to concur with his review that this is really going to be something. Yeah, good. the artwork is, it's not comic book art. It's artwork. Yeah. It's like like the guy painted almost. Like yeah. everything looks realistic. It's like actually looks like as if somebody uh, took a camera, went to the movie theater, took pictures, and, and goes, okay, I'm going to make it more cartoonish. You know, more art. Yeah. And it's, oh, but I think this thing, this this, this is going to be the black sheep that people are like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to go into the past. And something big is going to come out of it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about uh, Peter David. Like This guy that did the Hawk World and uh, what's called the uh, Hawk World and all that. So he has something up his sleeve. Yeah, for sure. And to me, it's and, and it's, even if, it, if there isn't, the storyline is very good. And the art, trust me, you get your money's worth out of it. Just just that. Yeah, I agree. He gave me the comic book yesterday and um, I'm, I'm hooked. So. Yeah, because uh, Stephen was telling me, because I don't know if I want to buy it. I go, look it through the book, flip through it, look at the pages, read a bit. Because I felt bad in the beginning me. because that time when it started with the black suit, I wanted it so bad to continue longer and they just stopped it. And then I, I love Venom too, but I thought it was really like an untapped resort. Short yeah, lived. they really just didn't let it go to its full potential. I think this is its second chance. And with Greg Land involved, I think this is. But gonna... does he make look the costume look amazing? Yes, that's it. So I mean, when you, when you brought it to me, I was like, at first I was skeptical. And I said, you know, I got it. I always every time you say it's gonna be worth it, you're right. And I'm sorry I doubted you yesterday. I'm gonna punch you now. But you were right. Ow! You were right. It's great, and I agree with him 100. So if I had to do the comic book review. I would have picked the same one. So you're on the money. And with and just think of it. It's a short investment. 24 yeah. issues. And that's it for me. All right. So we got our all, everything in into the episode. So I guess we're, we're done for this week. All right. So uh, if you enjoyed the show, you can reach out to us at, uh, via our email, old, old school email at allroundtable at gmail.com. You can go to our website. Uh, www.aroundtable.ca where this week we reviewed Gargoyles our retro TV review is Gargoyles we reviewed Captain Marvel from uh, Steve um, and Corporate Gamer which is myself uh, reviewed a node on the Xbox One review a Tetris clone you can also reach out to us via Twitter at Aroundtable with two R's A-R-R-O-U-N-D T-A-B-L-E and last but not least, you can reach out to us on Facebook at aroundtable.ca. All right, guys, have a wonderful week, and uh, hopefully we'll have an episode very soon, sooner than a month, uh, and we'll talk to you guys next time. All right, guys, ciao. Bye. Bye.